Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Good news. Got a guy in the boom crew. Calls in here all the time. Had a bad, had a bad, some bad health news, but this morning just got a text here. It looks like strong rate of recovery. If I'm reading this rightly, my friend. That's awesome. Oh, praise God. And it makes. Yeah, I'm hoping that's a T and not a dot, dot, dot there. So. Double check that one, my buddy. Mm-hmm. A little code language there. <laughs> Guys, we're off and running on this beautiful morning here. When we think about trials, I want to break this down a little bit more here. When you think about trials, um, I think about something called trial motorcycles. Trials. Motorcycling. You probably haven't heard of it. It's no. done heavily in the UK, I found out, last night and in Spain. But it's heavy. If you are a trials motorcycle rider, call, uh, text me right now. Oh, no, no, call in. If you're a yeah. trials motorcycle rider, I want you to call in. If you, and you know what I'm talking about. If somebody's going, huh? I'm not sure if I am. Or, you aren't. So if you're a trials <laughs> motorcycle rider, call me 312 274 9624. Give us a call right now. 312 274 9624. Matter of fact, I'm not even going to explain it. I'm going to wait for a trials motorcycle rider to call in today, oh, even if okay. it takes three okay. hours. I How common have is it? No reference. Well, it's super. This. It's super common in the UK, okay. and it's okay. super common in Spain, and it's highly competitive. Huh. Um, and uh, do, do me a favor, Boom Crew. Don't even Google it up. I know you're out there right now. I see you googling right now, Boom Crew. I see you. Yeah, yeah, I caught you. Um, but no, I'm not. No, not you. I'm not talking to you guys. I know you guys are already. Uh, but the trials was an interesting thing. When I was in high school, I had this buddy of mine. I've mentioned him before, Mark Donor. Great dude. But he's like, I'm, I'm like, you getting a motorcycle? He says, I'm getting a trials motorcycle. I'm like, a trials motorcycle? It's like, what's that? That made no sense yeah. to me. And you guys, have you ever heard trials motorcycle? No, no, not, no, no. not once. Okay. Super popular in UK hmm. and in Spain. They do have trials competitions here. But what's fascinating about it is that it fits our metaphor today to a T. Hmm. So if you're a trials motorcycle rider, I want you to call me right now. 312-274-9624. If you're not, it's okay. You ride Harleys, that's cool. Just don't call us now. <laughs> right, a Harley soft tail. That's awesome. Love that. Um, you like crotch rockets? That's cool. I used to love crotch rockets. Those are the best. Just get a souped up Yamaha or something with a big old fat meaty tire on the back. You're off and running. <laughs> I man. love it. But if you are a trials motorcycle rider, I really want to hear from you because it's going to illustrate to this to a T. I'm not going to wait too long here. People are going, oh, for crying out loud. What in the world are you talking about? But trials motorcycle riding fits this topic to a T today. 312-274-9624. Trials stink, though, don't they? They do. They Why do, do trials stink? Because they're hard. They're hard. It hurts. They hurt. They hurt. And you have no, in the natural, you have no guarantee of any particular outcome. Do you know? In the natural. Yeah, in the natural. Do you know? Do you know of anyone who's had a pretty trial-free life? No, not one. I've never met one. Mm-mm. And and it's really funny because um, I had one bud who said that, I mean, his goal was I'm going to get X number of dollars and this is going to set me up and it's going to eliminate a lot of stress and factors in my life. And he got that money and he's the one that told me, he goes, you know what? With every new thing you buy, you've got another insurance policy. <laughs> you got depreciation. Yeah. You got tires if they're it's a vehicle. You got, and he says, I'm telling you what, man, this will wear you out. You got to give your life to Jesus. Yeah, no kidding. It'll flat wear you out. It's a funny thing, though, oh, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely. So we're talking trials here today, guys, but prove it to us here this morning. How has a trial made you mature and complete, lacking in nothing? And you might say, oh, well, I'm still on the path. Well, welcome to the path. Yes. <laughs> Ali's on it too. Trust me. <laughs> but how has a trial made you mature and complete, lacking in nothing? 
And I think uh, we're asking you to call in on this one, 312-274-9624. How has a trial made you mature and complete? And maybe what you need to say is, well, Carl, I can't say I'm lacking in nothing, and I can't say I'm complete, but I will say it's given me some maturity. That's humble. That's the way to go. Give us a call right now, 312-274-9624. I love this topic because this is real life. This is where Christianity starts making sense, don't you know? Yeah. It's just beautiful. And especially if you're a trials motorcycle rider, give us a call right now. <laughs> you know what? I can't wait <laughs> on this one. Like, I can't uh, wait on this uh, one. Coming up, if somebody doesn't call in, I'm going to explain it. So okay. don't make me explain it, Boom Crew. Trials motorcycle rider, you get to call in. You go to the front of the line, 312 Breaking it down today, guys. Passages that make a change in our life this week. Hey, this is Bart Miller from Mercy Me, and you're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings on Moody Radio Chicago. Guess what we got? We got Bill from Chicago. How you doing, Bill? Hey, I'm doing okay, Carl. Give it to us, man. What's Trials Motorcycle Riding all about? Oh, man. Back in the day, it was... uh... Spanish uh, Boltaco 250. Boltaco 250. I remember that motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, I think it's vintage now, just like me. <laughs> it is vintage. I remember that motorcycle. Okay, what's trial bike riding about? Tell people. Uh, it's uh, all balanced and out of the saddle of the bike. Uh, you're standing up uh, the moored logs and stream beds and rocks that you go over. Uh, the, the, the more fun the ride is and, uh, uh, you get better and better, the bigger the obstacle. Yeah. Well put Bill, stay on the horn. You get a Carlin crew prize pack for that call in this morning. <laughs> that was good. Okay, so oh, it seems Bull to Taco be... 250. He just took me back. That was my buddy, Mark Donor's <laughs> motorcycle. That's great. I mean, it was so a trials motorcycle guys. Here's what's cool about this mm-hmm. is it doesn't have much of a seat cause you're standing up. And you're going over rocks and boulders, and they have these trails that go over rocks and boulders and fallen trees. Okay, so it's an off-roader kind of event motorcycle. Super slow. Okay. I mean, uh, you're barely motoring along. And so the axle clearance is huge, mm. and I mean, it's just like crazy. So it's not wow. like BMX. What's the objective? No, it's is not it, BMX is it a race? at all. It's a trials course. I think you get points for how quickly you finish it, but how many obstacles you get over without touching a foot down or things like that. Interesting. But it is, it's actually one of the coolest things you can do. But here's the point. They call it trials. Isn't that something? Yeah. It's, it's called awesome. trials. Why is it called trials? Well, because you've got to go over obstacles. It's specifically about overcoming the obstacles. It's exactly oh, okay. all about overcoming. <laughs> He's got it like, cooking now. Now I get it. That's, That's good. good. Oh, that I'm sorry. Like I thought trials? there was a direct string there. But it's it's really cool because here's here's what I saw. I tried it one time. Let me tell you something. Maybe this has implications for what we're talking about here today. When you try a trials bike one time, you're never going to be okay. You're never going to get good at this thing. <laughs> Trials motorcycle riding implies you got to do it over and over and over again. And then you get good. Now, that's the bummer, but that's the reality. God wants to keep us going through our trials because trials are going to happen. Uh, absolutely. Nobody yeah. makes it through life without trials. Yeah. So we're breaking it down for you here, guys. Got phone calls coming in. We're asking you this question right now. How has a trial made you mature and complete? 312-274-9624. New to the show? We're glad you're here. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Carl? You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings, by the way. <laughs> but Carl... <laughs> Why do we experience trials? Like, what's what's the point? Yeah, it's an interesting thing because, and I love that question, Young Thunder, yeah. because it's like, it, let's just break this down here a second. Why can't God just take us out of these things? I know. Well, I mean, like, that is the big question because he has he all has the done power. It. And, he, and has he has done, done it. it. Absolutely. Have He's, you guys ever been snatched from a trial? Ooh, that's a really good question. 
Um, <laughs> you know what? I have been snatched from trials, but the the snatching from trials that I've seen has kind of been like I thought the thing I was in was a trial, and then I was like, wait a minute, he's protecting me from something else, mm. and so. He's protected me from something even more difficult by having me go through something that okay. I thought was difficult. Uh, but but yeah, I would say that even still, he has pulled me from hard things. Okay, so let's mess with this a little one. You you a little while. You ever been pulled from a trial? I'm trying to think. Pulled from? I mean, pulled through for sure. I don't and know. You never think. You don't think you've ever been plucked out of one, or not that you can recall. I'm sure I have, but I'm not. Nothing's coming. What do you mean by pulled from? Well, like something like, was going to happen. Well, and it let's, didn't. let's say hypothetically, working with me was like the most torturous thing on the planet. It's not that bad. It's about half of that. But <laughs> um, let's just say that it was the most torture. And you were just begging God, bit you. You had to stay here, but then God plucked you out of here miraculously. And I'm trying to be dramatic here. I really sure. can't figure one yeah. out right now. Actually, um, so taken out of a difficult yeah. situation, a trial, something that m- was really seriously resistant that made us want to quit Mm. i'm having a hard time coming up with one but here's here's what i'm wrestling with here well i think i don't think our thinkers are working well enough yet this morning because the fact is i think my brad's listening right now we've been plucked out of trials before there's no question we've been plucked out of trials I'm sure. Um, we, I, yeah, I think we I think everybody has because you have to think God has spared us from there's so many things that have could have happened yeah. to any one of us that haven't. Yeah, no, no question about it. Um, but the question is, then, why doesn't God pluck us out of every trial? And the answer is in the text. But it, it's it's a little bit frustrating, isn't it? Because sometimes we're going through a trial and it seems long and hard and we want out. Right. And so I, it's a tough one to wrestle with because I know that it, any sort of – there are no easy answers. And so I, I you don't want to sound cavalier or insensitive because yeah. we the, – the big answer is that we just really don't know. We have the word of God, absolutely. But there's so much mystery to why we have to go through some of the things that we go through in this life and why some people – feel like maybe they get more than their fair share of pain and heartache. So you know what? You're right. Mystery. Allie, that that is a great answer. I think there's great principles, but there is great mystery because a lot of people, I mean, my bride and I, you know, all your pain's always big, right? Sure. Our pain is no matter what it is, it's big to us. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I do sometimes to give myself perspective on pain I'm going through is I look at other people. Sure. And go, but you know what? I mean, my bride and I went on a walk last night. And she's like, what's going on in Turkey right now? This is heartbreaking. In fact, she made a comment. She said, uh, national news was saying you can give to Red Cross, one of their outfit, or to your local church. She said she would. Did you hear that? Yeah, absolutely. I was. Sh- she was shocked. I never heard it. She it says, Bub, it was the most shocking thing. It was a U.S. ambassador to Turkey. He said, you can give to the Red Cross, oh, a nonprofit, kidding. or your local church group. Yeah. How cool wow. is that? Yeah. And it's like, whoa, a church awesome. getting props here. Yes. So it's like, you know, um, all I know for sure is that when I've made it through a trial and come out the other side, and sometimes they're long. My bride and I went through what we consider a years, many years long trial. And now we can say, and yet I've brought my bride in here right now. She'd plop down and go, now we can say that was good. But we couldn't say that was good in the middle of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We, we were t- saying, God, get us out of this thing. Yeah. Coming up, I, uh, I've got a trial that me and my wife went through this year and how God brought us out of it and what he showed us that he really saved us from when we didn't know that uh, was such a blessing. Can't Super cool. wait. Can't wait. It's Carl and Crew Mornings helping you take your next step with Jesus, guys. Young Thunder story coming up. What's your story? How has a trial made you mature and complete? You maybe aren't ready to advertise. I lack nothing. <laughs> but I'm more mature than but when I'm more I started. Mature than when I started. Going deeper in our relationship with Jesus. We're Carl and Crew mornings. Consider it joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. That is what the scripture is. By the way, going back to two days ago, 
the one passage that I've probably repeated out loud more than any other is James 1, 2 through 4. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So sweet. Love that. What a promise, guys. What a promise. So give us a call here. we got a question for you. Well, how has the trial made you mature and complete? All right, Young Thunder, you say you got a story. I do. Come on, give it to us. All right. So me and my wife uh, had lived in Oak Park for about three and a half years. Uh, nice apartment, great start, starting place for us. And That's hard to hold time out. Yeah. It's hard to believe. Yeah. You lived in one location three and a half years already. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? And, uh, and, and we had some complications with our apartment that uh, it was became a health hazard for us to live and not by our own control. Something had happened that we had no control over and uh, our management wouldn't fix it for us. So you're in a dilemma. We're in a dilemma. Got to go. Where do we go? Hang on. Thought you were gonna play Money Pit. <laughs> Love that. Too. No, that's my theme. <laughs> I'm telling you what. You know what? Let me tell you one way that God uses to work in our life, by, house, life, life by the power of the Holy Spirit yeah. is house ownership. That's very true. I mean, oh, absolutely. That'll drive you to the foot oh, of the cross. Yes. Yeah. All right, finish up your story here. Yeah. Man. So, so we were. You're, so you're in a mad, bad situation. Yeah. Be, because of a very legitimate health hazard, we had to move out uh, immediately, and we did not have another house on the line, on the market, anything like that that we were getting yet. And uh, and so we moved in with my parents for three months, uh, and. That was great. They're not part of the trial, thankfully. But but just the situation. Yeah, I thought this thing took a turn there. <laughs> no. All right. You want to do this on air or not? No, I do. But the the situation with them was great. But it was just another realization of, wow, we, you know, we are in such dependence, such need. What yeah. is going to happen to us right now? And we started looking for other places. We found a great place and they accepted our offer. And then the next day they decided they didn't want to anymore and they, they threw us out and uh, we, we lost that contract and we're back on the market again. And we realized once we found our place finally, we closed and we've moved in now and it's a beautiful place. God covered your tuchus. God covered us. We looked back at that place and we looked at how much money it would have costed and how in the hole we would have been, oh. how unable to climb out we would have been because yeah. we were excited and we yeah. were hasty into that place. Yeah, you get all fired up. And and in the midst of it, we were so broken. We were like, well, man, we thought we had this place. We, we've experienced so much. We, you know, we cried a lot together over those months. And then we look back on it and we're like, God has protected us from so much. All the while, God was protecting you. I think that's the biggest, to me... That one that Young Thunder just illustrated, that's the biggest one. Yeah. I think my bride and I can look back and go, whoa, God had us dodge a bullet. Yes. I think God allows us to persist through trials more than he pulls us out of them, but he seems to preemptively pull us out of harm's way. It's kind of like the, the father that snaps the kid up before the school bus knocks him mm -hmm. down. Yeah. And you know what I'll say is the the main thing that my wife Shannon and I took away from this is that we trust the Lord stronger than we ever have okay. before. See, that's awesome. Because, it, you know, we had things kind of taken away from us suddenly and we thought things were good that we didn't get. And we were like, God, what are you doing? Why is this happening to us? But we we prayed and we said, God, we trust you, even though we don't understand. Yeah. And. Now we do more than ever. Trials are like twofold. Um, God will keep us from stepping into them. Yeah. That's one. And then God will, and what we're tackling here today, when we're in them, he'll go, all right, kid, we're going to slug this sucker out. Yeah. Get do on that trials. some wisdom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we got some wisdom for you along the way. Mm. All right. Got a question for you. How's the trial made you mature and complete? And this is a tough one because who wants to talk about trials? But that's exactly what God wants to do. If you go into trials and you're trying to get yourself extricated from it, God may lovingly be telling you, I'm not pulling you out of this one, kid. 
Now, God lovingly pulls us out of things. I love these close call videos there where you see oh. these kids that are getting swept Oof. up by a father. They're falling off of a they're falling off of a tree. They're slipping out of a slide. They're getting out of a swing set. Mm-hmm. And, the, and a dad or a mom comes along and, whoa, last minute. You know Grab what I'm something. saying? Yeah. That's well, awesome. God does that with me all the time. <laughs> I give God plenty of opportunity. <laughs> he snatches me out of streets and all kinds of stuff. And he does that with you guys too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he loves us. But sometimes he lets us get on a path that he knows this ain't going to go well. No. Why does God let us get on a path that this won't go well? What does the text say? Let's just take it at, at text level. Well, James 1, count it all joys, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So there's something that's being produced through the trial, through the testing of our faith, that when it's complete, we have maturity. Yeah. Isn't that... Guys, isn't that cool? Now, we're going to go ahead and give you the rest of it here because I don't want you to leave without this. My bride, I'm going to brag on my bride here a little bit. Brag on my bride enough here lately. Let me brag on something about her that she really does well with regard to that next verse. If any of you lacks wisdom, my wife gives this verse, verse five away more than anyone I've ever heard. Really? I'll be sitting in the home and she'll say, look, I know you're going through it. But God promises this. If you lack, just read the verse there if you could, Allie, verse 5. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. What a promise, huh? That's a beautiful promise because the the fact of the matter is you just really don't know if you're ever going to have this sort of, well, now I look back and I see what all that was for. I don't think that that's promised. Yeah, that's right. But what right. is promised is wisdom as you're taking step after difficult step. Yeah, I love that. Chris, Chicago, get you in here, man. What do you say? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, about 20 years ago, uh, I was going to sell my home, which was paid for, and sell my business with no debt and put some money in the bank and live off the interest, and I was going to go into the mission field in South America. Wow. That's, uh, dude, what, hold, hold on, time, whoa, and, time, time out, Chris. What got you to that yes, point? Sir. First off, that's a big commitment. What got you there? Uh, Just a heart to do the Lord's work. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. That's enough said. Okay, so, so what happened? So uh, I sold the house. I got a check for $10,000, and three days later, my attorney called me and said, give back the check. Uh, he cannot get the financing. Uh, let me preface this by when I, when I sold my, when I was going to sell my house and sell my business, I, I was going to put the money in the bank and live off the interest, hopefully five or 6%. And, um, so the house deal fell through and I was a little disappointed, but I said, okay, we'll figure it out another way. Then I went to sell my business. I thought I had my business sold, went to a meeting (laughs) with the accountants and the attorneys and the bankers and the gentleman I was dealing with had a problem with the IRS. That's a problem. The whole deal got dropped. Yeah, major. So they dropped that whole deal. Didn't sell my house, didn't sell my business. I'm in bed crying with my ears filling up with my tears, upset with the Lord saying, if you don't want me, why did you put this on my heart? Well, long story short, this money that would have been in the bank that I would have been living on with my wife and my son in South America the economy took a dump. Oh, I would, I would have lost everything that been broke in South America on the investments I would have made. However, uh, I know why the Lord took me out of that. He, uh, he, he didn't want that to happen to me and my family. And through my business, I started working with uh, young men that were having troubles with alcohol and drugs. And I've been doing that uh, on and off for the past 20 years right here in the United States. Chris! But, you're, uh, you, no. Chris, you're a spiritual stud muffin, man. Awesome. That is a story. That's just a, isn't that a real life story? Yes, it is. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm Triple just, I'm, my mouth dropped open here. That's, yeah. see, that's the way God works. But in the middle of it, Chris, bring him up in the house here. Okay. In the middle of it, you couldn't understand what in the world God's doing here, right, Chris? Absolutely, positively. I was so frustrated and heartbroken. Uh, I got to be honest with you. Uh, 
I stopped praying. I was upset. Yeah. And then I realized I'm not large and in charge. Yeah. God has a plan. Mm. And I let him work his plan with me. Let me tell you something, Chris. Your hottest commodity as a disciple of Jesus is your authenticity. Keep it real like that, buddy, because everybody needs to hear that kind of a testimony. I mean, when we sanitize stuff like that, you know, like, well, God had a better plan. No, yeah. he's like, you know, the, the economy took a dump. Well, guess yeah. what? That's the kind of talk we need out there. Mm-hmm. And I would have been left with nothing, and my dream would have yeah. been falling apart. Instead, yeah. now I'm working with guys in alcohol and recovery. That's just wonderful, yeah. man. Crazy. That's beautiful. Woo. Taking your stories. Yeah, how has a trial made you more mature? 312-274-9624. Living life for Jesus and having a blast in the process. We're calling Crew Mornings. I'm sorry. We're in here doing the math. I, <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, it's like, it's like, so a guy gets on a moped mm-hmm. and he rides for 40,000 miles. He's ridden on a more, he's ridden more miles on a motorcycle yeah. than anyone else ever. But then a guy, another guy does a wheelie on a 250 for almost 38,000 miles. Yeah. Who's the better rider? It ain't the moped rider. It ain't the moped rider. So that's a comparison between LeBron and MJ. Sorry, but man, you're giving me some facts in here. You yes. got to tell the boob crew because we live in Chicago. Let's right. give some props to the king. All right. The real well, king. Uh, Michael Jordan, uh, he played five less seasons than LeBron has so far. So I took Michael Jordan's average points per uh, per game in a year, which was over his whole 15 seasons. It was 30.12 points per game over 15 seasons. Okay. So I took that number. I times it by 82 because there's 82 games in a season. Then I times that number by 20 seasons. And I came up with uh, over 49,300 points, uh, which is over 11,000 uh, points of the current scoring okay. record. And then let's say, let's let's be generous and say he tails off in his latter years. Okay. And so let's peel it back 50%. He still beats uh, LeBron by 5,000 yes, points. Yes, absolutely. So you, you take that number and if Michael Jordan played 20 seasons like Kareem or like LeBron, he would have had 5,000 points. What's more. crazy is two of his highest production years he mm-hmm. gave up to baseball. Yes, he did. Yep. That would have been that would have been his wheelhouse. Would have had eight straight championships. So <sighs> open shut. I still got to give props to LeBron. Though. Well, I mean, it's great. Well, of course, I mean, yeah, second money. place is it's good, too. It's one thing to say if I would have done this for longer than. Well, well he, you know, you he, didn't. He rode his six foot nine body all the way for 40,000 miles on a moped. I will That's give right. him that. That's right. Oh, how many man. how many titles does he have? How many scoring to NBA oh, titles? No. Yeah, NBA rings. Four. Four. How many does MJ have? I, I don't six. know. Six. Six. Wow. They're pretty close there. They are close. Okay. MJ's all right. <laughs> Wow. Oh, he is. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Oh. We're asking a question right now, guys. Wow. And it's not that. No. How has a trial made you mature? 312-274-9624. I love this conversation and the and the kind of calls that we're getting in right now. We've got a lot of you calling in. There, and trials can form in so many different ways. I mean, that's why it says trials of various kinds. Because trials come. Someone just asked, sometimes this is a trial because of our own choices. Absolutely. I've been through trials that were a result of my own decisions yeah. trials can be of our own making and then many times we get hit with things that we can't really explain we don't know where it came from we can't point to any thing in our life that we may have done those happen all the time too yeah yeah that's right on that's right on i mean some are self-made and will god allow us to slog through something we made for ourselves yes absolutely will, will god allow us to go through something that we were not deserving of. Where do we have an example of this in the scriptures? Job. Job. Yes. Where else do we have an example? Mm. Jesus. Uh, Jesus. Jesus. The blind man that Jesus uh, sees on the road and his disciples ask, who sinned, him who or sinned. his parents, Correct. to make him blind? It, it happened. Yeah. And I, I'm here to glorify myself through this man. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, guys. So we're breaking it down today. Asking you this question, how has a trial made you mature and complete? 312-274-9624.
312-274-9624. Let's go to JP from Huntley. JP, what do you say? How has a trial really made you mature? I was a straight 100% commission salesman, bicycle salesman. My company was going under. I was losing sales. I was very anxious. How am I going to provide for my family? I had some time to kill one day, so I visited a bike shop that I promised I would never visit because of certain attitudes. But I visited anyway, and they said, by the way, do you know so-and-so is leaving this company? And I said, no. So after I left the shop, I called the company, and within two days later, I was working for them, making more money in the bicycle business than I ever thought was possible. And it just showed me that I did not need to be anxious. I just needed to rely on the Lord and let him work and supply my needs. Yeah, you know what? Thank you, JP. That's a big one, man, because oftentimes we're in the middle of a pickle, and if we can keep our cool head and go, God's up to something here, we'll come out so much better. You tell us, how has a trial made you more mature? 312-274-9624. Your spiritual pit stop to keep you going in the race. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Talking about trials this morning, asking you this question. How has a trial made you mature and complete? Give us a call, 312-274-9624. Hector, thank you for holding on. What do you say, Hector? Good morning, guys. How you doing? Doing all right, man. What's your story? Well, uh, well, a couple years back, um, you know, we had an unfortunate incident where my my five-month-old grandson uh, was sick and ended up passing away. And, uh, you know, even during the time where we were in the hospital, families going back and forth, arguing and fighting. And my wife were the only ones that were believers that, you know, believed in God. And, and it was getting hard to go back to the hospital every day. But I told my wife, I said, you know, it's necessary. We have to go in there. We have to go in there because we're the, we're going to be the light in these dark times. You know, fast forward, you know, the sad news is, you know, obviously my, my grandson passed away. Yeah. But we didn't understand what was going on. We did not know, you know, sometimes God is going to put the, put us through things that we don't understand. We probably will never understand, yeah. but we just have to have faith in God's will, you know, and what the enemy made for evil, God made for good. Because at the end, when my grandson passed away, my daughter, they ended up, her and her boyfriend just, you know, ended up deciding to, to donate my grandson's uh, organs. And out of one life, three lives were able to live. Oh, so God's word. in the business of multiplying. Oh my! No, God's in the business of multiply. He's not in the business of addition. And it's just, this is one of the things that I want to encourage people out there. No matter how difficult your test is, you know, God, when, when God asked the devil to present himself, you know, he was asking the devil, where are you been? The devil said, I'm been to and fro to see who I can devour. And the God recommended Job. The devil didn't say, I'm going to go find Job. The, yeah. devil, the God said, I'm, I recommend Job. I'm reminding you today, whatever test you're going to, don't disqualify yourself because God himself qualified you to get through the test. Yeah, and no matter how difficult the test is, just have faith in the Lord because his goodness is going to continue to grow that faith just like that mustard seed. You may not see it yet, but when it grows, it's going to be bigger than you can ever imagine. So just put your trust in God, faith in God, and just know that God is in control. And that's why he's called Emmanuel because he's always with you. Yeah, right on. So I pray that this blesses someone's heart this morning and encourages them. Yeah, it does, Hector. Thank you, my man. That's a tough one. And yet God does amazing things. You know, the maturity for Hector out of this one is that he's reminded yet again that God is sovereign and providential over everything. We got a question for you guys. How has a trial made you mature? What did God teach you through a trial? 312-274-9624. Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsor Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. All right, we'll go back to the topic here because we've got a lot of calls coming in. We'll get to those in just a second here. But we got a story from Ken Vaughn that he shared with us that <laughs> – we do. It's it's. We need a little bit. We need a little bit of this. Why don't you go ahead and share that story if you could, Young Thunder? All right, Ken, so, one of our fellow employees. Yeah, Ken is our fellow employees. Yeah. You hear him uh, in the afternoons, yeah. anywhere from yeah. late one o'clock hour all the way to six o'clock in the evening. And uh, he shared a story with us yesterday, just because he was like, you know what. I see this. This is crazy. It's weird, and you can't make it up. Came across the newswire. So I'm going to – I'll read it. I'll read it like uh, <laughs> like I'm doing a news report right now. Do you want that? Yeah, that's sure. good. <laughs> All right. 
Here we go. Good morning, I'm Jonathan. Let's get you updated with this crazy news story today. A Minnesota woman faces multiple charges after police say she assaulted her boyfriend with a cooked chicken. The incident, uh, yeah, there it is. It's a, not so cooked right now. The incident reportedly happened as the couple was driving home from a bar southwest of Minneapolis. She also has pending assault charges against the victim dating back to December of 2021. A uh, little bit of foul play is expected. Oh, boy. Foul. Foul play. <laughs> what are you doing? Cook chicken. Stop throwing those things. The, the operative word here is bar. They were leaving a bar. Yeah. In yeah southwest. Absolutely. Explains, explains plenty. Whacking a guy with a cooked chicken. Cooked with a chicken. Cooked chicken. She had it by the wings or the legs or I, I don't know. Just, Can't even know. throwing it. Don't. Came across the newswire and Ken thought that was newsworthy, and so we thought we'd share <laughs> that with you this email. morning. Thanks, Ken. There's some wild stories that pop up. Oh. Guys, we're talking about going through trials, and trials are real. They come at us in so many different forms. And Eric, man, you've got a heartbreaker here. Give us your story. And what did you? How did you grow? How did you mature through this? Well, uh, your screener told me to be quick, so here we go. Um, when I was a boy, in the fourth grade, our house burned down. It was burned down, and we were left homeless. And unfortunately, the same thing happened again when I was in the fifth grade, and then again when I was in the seventh grade. We lost three homes, and each time we were homeless with nothing. And God's provision directly and also through the church of giving us places to live and helping us to uh, rebuild our lives. He literally rebuilt our lives up from the ashes, uh, three different occasions. And, um, and so what I've learned through that as an adult now is when challenges or when things seem to be falling apart, I've really learned to rely desperately upon God and upon the people that I know in the church um, for support, for encouragement, for whatever I need, it comes from God and through the church to um, to get me through, and God consistently does. Boom, and Eric. I just want to thank him for that. Boom, Eric. Boom, man. You know, it, you hear things like that, and you're like, come on. This is crazy. Three different house fires in succession, rapid succession, guys. Even... And, you, and you wonder, you know, how— how do some people go through things like this, man? Yeah. And you might be a person right now that it feels like rapid succession one after another. But Eric is a walking, living testimony of I have learned to rely on the goodness of God and the goodness of God's kids. And if that's the maturity factor that we get lacking in nothing, I'll say this for sure. People like Eric that have gone through things like this, they can look back and they can see the goodness in the hand of God. And that'll carry you, man. Megan in Dundee. What do you say, Megan? Thanks for holding on. Yeah, uh, COVID shutdowns really uh, took a toll on me being everything all at once. You know, the mom, the teacher, the daycare, the employee, all the stresses of that. But it also kind of forced some solitude and reflection as I wasn't physically working in the office. Um, God just really made me think deeply about uh, the way I was serving through my job and convicted me that I was really chasing after, you know, impressing certain superiors. Um, and for the first time, I, he got me to the point where I just felt broken about it. And I prayed, cleanse me of this unrighteousness. It was not, um, I was living for the wrong, wrong thing. And ever since, you know, even being physically back into the office, I just feel such a, a relief through that. There's not bondage to having to, you know, impress uh, people. And um, ever since, you know, praying that prayer of cleansing me from unrighteousness, it just makes me more hungry to be righteous. Megan, that's a great story, wow. sister. Thanks for being wow. so vulnerable. That was awesome. I really, uh, it, you know... After such a, a thing like the pandemic that affected all of us, all in different ways, but definitely affected everybody, it it is cool to see the the 2020 vision that comes from it saying like, hey, I see how God worked in me through this situation. And I think a lot of us needed some of that isolation to get shaken up from our everyday lives so that we could see something new. It's either we're going to grow through it or we can sometimes be paralyzed because of it. Mm -hmm. 
So if you find yourself paralyzed in a situation right now, a trial that you're going through, and you're like, man, I, I don't know what I'm going to do through this. This is why these testimonies are so far- powerful. This is real life, guys. This is real life. What Eric and Megan, boom, to both of you just shared. That's why you're the boom crew. It's a huge amen and let it be. So the question's still there right now. Yeah, what has God shown you through trials? How has a trial made you more mature? 312-274-9624. New to the show? We're glad you're here. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. We sure are. If you're new to the show, glad to have you here. Really thrilled. In fact, if you're new to the show, say, text us brand new. I'm, I'm curious. We got a bunch of prayers coming in, and we're going to yeah. get to those. But if you're new to the show, like in the last, how long, Allie? Come on. Oh, if you've been listening less than three months. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Okay. Just say, I'm new. I'm new to the crew. Maybe and, nice. Uh, During 2023, so you're new in 2023. Yeah, new mm. in 2023. Ooh, I like that. Just new. I'm, it's curious. I've, I, yeah, I don't it's know that we've question. ever asked this before. I don't think we have. But just go, I'm new. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. 312. 312- Two seven four nine six two four thirteen oh seven says brand new, pretty cool. Uh, keep them coming in. We're just curious. That's a that's a good one to kind of feel out. Yeah, I who's, like that. Who's new to the crew around here? It's good to have you guys. It really is. All right, we promise we're going to do this. Have you guys got screens up in there on some of these too? Uh, we're going to pray. Oh, through. I can pull them up. Yeah, yeah. We're going to pray through some of these right now. Allie, why don't you kick us off, sister? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start here. Scroll down to the bottom and. Start there's here. a bunch of them. Oh, there's a lot. Lord, thank you that you promise wisdom through trials. Lord, for marriage and financial issues, Lord, would you bring wisdom? Would you bring relief to those who are suffering for cancer diagnosis and ulcerative colitis and other digestive issues, for relationships that are in turmoil, for infertility? Lord, I pray that you would bring healing, that you would bring wisdom, that you would show the person today who's losing hope, God, would you infuse fresh hope, a fresh knowledge of who you are and what you're doing through this? Yeah, Lord, I'm thinking right now, uh, we're seeing so many pour in here, but God, we just lay before you as someone that just can't control an addictive behavior that they, they just can't get a handle on, God, and heartbreak in relationships and husband and unemployment and a career resulting in personal tragedy and loss of a son and depression and having lived with a loved one that went through suicide here recently, Lord, there's so much, uh, so many trials. God, I'm just asking in Jesus' name that you would uh, resurrect a dead marriage that someone's feeling right now and that you would do something amazing. Uh, Somebody's just swamped with a massive amount of debt. God, just bless them. Uh, Show them a path forward out of this stuff. That can be so debilitating. And I just praise you that even as we're seeing these just swamp us here right now, God, you know. And, Lord, I'm asking you for even those that we can't shout out right now, put your arms around people right now all across Chicagoland. We pray it, Lord. And, Lord, I also ask you, we've had uh, a few coming in, just prodigals, Lord, Uh, parents that are just hurting right now. And uh, not just the prodigals, but uh, a couple that also just came in, just family members that are walking away or far from the Lord. And God, we we know the pain that that causes believers. Um, I ask you just to to keep them strong, to just keep them close to you, to keep them in prayer. You've got this. Yep. The Holy Spirit is the the only one that can move through this. So give them the strength to just to work through it in prayer, yep. but also just to push away the shame or the guilt that they are responsible for this. Yeah. Have them just stay close in your arms and close in your love and just to stay as much as they can and to, to be that example around these individuals and around their family. Yep. Just love and love them as you would want them to love through you and like you. God, give them the strength and the peace and discernment in these situations. Yeah. And so we many. know, we know how much you love those lost and those prodigals. And this is hurting you just as much. Father, I lift up those who are dealing with family issues, family strife, marital challenges. Maybe it's with a brother, a father, a mother, a son, a daughter. God, I pray that you would bind together these families. 
I pray that you would show each person what they can own. I pray that you would humble every heart. And Lord, I pray that you would have the glory. Lord, I do pray for the healing of these families. I pray for uh, divisions to be made whole again. Lord, we need you. And we pray this in your name. Boom, I want you to know something right now. There are so many requests coming in here that we're, we're over the target here today. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance or steadfastness so that you may be in time mature and complete, lacking in nothing. Father, we just give these to you right now, and we thank you that you are more than able. You are more than able, and I'm asking you to do a work. In Jesus' name, let it be, and amen. Amen. We'll still take a couple of your calls. Those of you who are want to share, how have how's a trial that you've gone through? How have God given, God given you maturity through it? What have you learned through a trial? Give some encouragement through your story this morning, 312-274-9624. Wayne in Naperville, what do you say, my man? Well, I'm 86, and I stepped at the Lord when I was about eight years old. And at a year ago, I came down with COVID-19 after my first shot. And I'm a veteran. They couldn't get me in high school. They put in Edward Hospital. After nine days, I walked out of there and went from almost 100% oxygen down to about 8% and walked out the door. And the Lord used me witnessing more people in nine days, maybe the last five years. But every day counts for Christ right now. So I'm not wasting any more of my life. It's a beautiful thing. How old are you, Wayne? 86. So well, yeah, Wayne, Wayne, you sound like you're 45. <laughs> you I just do, got Wayne. Wayne. Lord, what? All I can all I can say is the Lord has got a lot of patience. I'm babysitting four dogs out here right now, but my kids' house. But the Lord, every day I'm in retirement said every day. I have an opportunity to witness for Christ, and this is great. So that's good. What was what was what what happened? What happened during COVID? Well, what I, was going I had on my first him? shot, and I came down with COVID. <laughs> and Heinz were arguing about how are they going to get me down transportation wise. So they put me in Edwards Hospital, and my blood was like prune juice. They said it's about a day away from dying, and a lot of prayer went into this. And the Lord was in this all the way because blood clots and everything else. Nine days, I walked out of that hospital. I had some fog memory fog and stuff, but the Lord totally brought my body. I shouldn't even be here. So it was a wake-up call for me that I'm not going to second-guess and plan all these things on this earth when I have more important things to do for Christ. Mm. That's a beautiful story, Wayne. I got to tell you, I got brain fog at 62, man, and, I'm, and I can't attribute it to COVID, so you're going great, man. I'm proud I, of you. I have, to sh- I have to share one other thing real quick. Yeah. Vern Hawker and Hawkins Funeral Home in Wheaton here, when I was 14, he was 60, and I was on the lakefront, and somebody threw me in the lake. I could not swim, and he dove in and saved me. I found out out through a church services in Florida, through Zoom, who saved me a year ago. And and uh, and that was great. He, go, he goes to my church in Wheaton here, and, uh, Compass, and uh, it was this neat that I didn't know all those years who saved me. And Vern says, I look a lot better now. I did on the bottom of the lake. But he's the guy that saved me. I never knew for all these years. And he's a born-again believer down in Florida there. But isn't that amazing Zoom? Yes, I remember you sharing that, Wayne. I know you've shared that with us before. I remember that. Old old and senile, I guess, too. So I'm sorry for this. (laughs) Listen, man, you're 86, Wayne. And again, you sound like you're 45. Uh, But thank you for calling in. Boom, brother. Way to go. And listen, let this be a lesson to us. Wayne has got a kickstart on life as a result of going through COVID like that and being right at death's door. What a lesson. What a lesson. Holly in Salem, Wisconsin. What do you say, Holly? Hi. Um, so about six years ago, my mother was sick. I took her to the doctor. I then had to take her to the hospital. And a week later, uh, she was in the ICU in a coma. And a week after that, she died. I'm sorry. And Yeah. Um, I had to come to the realization that she didn't just drink a little too much, but that she was a closet alcoholic. Mm. And I went through all of this grief and anger and just loss of realizing what I wasn't going to get to have for the rest of my life. But God knew it was coming and God prepared my heart to be with him and in him and not angry with him, but depending on him during that time. And 
I got something at the end of that trial that I was never shown and I didn't know how to show. And that was empathy. And now God uses that for other believers and even non-believers that I can be with them in their pain and I, I can do something that I've never known or done before. That is so awesome. Praise God. I'll finish that for you. Holly boom, sister. That is, that is powerful. That is powerful. Amazing stories coming in here. We got time for you. How has the trial made you mature and complete? Arm for anything. You're like, man, God really did something. 312-274-9624. Talking about Jesus and having fun while doing it. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Having fun, growing. Man, i just so grateful for your hearts, Boom Crew. You guys are so forthcoming with what God is doing in you through trials to make you mature and complete, lacking in nothing. Amazing. Let's get one more in here for sure. Anonymous from Chicago. Thank you, Anonymous, for holding on. What's your story? Yeah, so I think for me, um, probably one of the biggest trials I've experienced uh, started three and a half years ago when my husband walked away from his face for various reasons and kind of that removal um, just kind of led our marriage to a very toxic, destructive place. And through that kind of forced me to seek counseling and just pursuing Christian counseling and connect, you know, in line with Christian discipleship and community. And about a, so about a year in, I you know, sought that out. So now two years after that, just seeing the work that God has done in my heart and my life and the healing and the freedom that I found through that, um, it's just been amazing and how God is using my story now to glorify him and honor further his kingdom. And while I would never want to go back through what I experienced, I'm thankful that I've gone through it and the work that God has done in my heart. And the, like I said, the freedom that I've experienced, um, and just moving forward, I would never want to go back to the person I was three and a half years ago. And it's just exciting to see. I'm looking forward to how God's going to use that and how he is using that and just being in a place of emotional and mental and spiritual health and growth and maturity. Anonymous, that is huge, sister. God bless you. Thank you for your courage. Boom. That's why we call them the Boom Crew, Allie. Man, great morning. Love and marriage, love and marriage. Go together like a horse, horse and carriage. carriage. This what was that? I, don't I tell know. you, I couldn't sing it, so I thought I'd speak it. You can't have one without, without the other. Hey, speaking of love and marriage, love we got a favorite here with us today. It is National Marriage Week, and we have uh, the spokesperson, Arlene Pelican. She's a speaker, author, uh, blogger. She has written extensively about marriage. 31 Days to Becoming a Happy Wife is one of her titles. This is Excited great. to talk with her about this week. Well, Arlene, since we've got you in here and you're the spokesperson for it, we thought we'd get really practical. Give us your biggest marriage fail. But there are so many. (laughs) These are are fun to share because they humanize us, right? And even in the opener, I thought, like, am I the horse or am I the king? Yeah, but they go together. I'm not sure which one I am. So very early in our marriage, my husband's a camper. I am not. We were in a new city, Dallas, Texas. There was a marriage retreat, like, oh, let's go camping. And he's like, oh, let's go camping. We'll meet people. I'm like, great. But I, you know how, like, when you say, sure, I'll do that. But inside Inside you're like, like, I hate this like there's no way like I'd rather have my teeth pulled so we drive to this camp place it's like two hours away and I'm completely silent the whole time oh, like no. I'm just stewing like I am doing this thing and I do not want to do this thing and I'm just mad and stewing my husband will be like would you like to listen to the radio whatever is it too hot too cold whatever I'm comfortable would you like something to eat no 
You know, it was just like that the whole time. So we get to the campsite. He pulls over before we enter the campsite and he says, are you going to be like this all weekend long? Because if you're like this all weekend, we can turn around right now and we can go home because I'm here to have fun. And I realized like, Arlene, you are being such a big baby. Like you're totally like hijacking the whole weekend. So I, of course, I'm a newlywed. I start to cry. I'm sorry. I just don't want to be here. I don't know how to do this. I hate camping. You know, so and then you know, and then I was like, "You mean I could have stayed home?" You know, when he said yeah, we could right. turn around, right? We could turn home. around. could have stayed home. So it ended up being a what? I couldn't say it was a wonderful experience. You know how you're like so miserable, then you get out of the car and you're like, "Hi, I love camping." <laughs> oh, your sleeping bag is such a nice color. You know, so it was like one of those kind of deals. But I didn't love it. I give it maybe a B minus. But but we did make it, and we actually have been camping quite often since that day. <laughs> Oh, that's so oh, that is wonderful. That's great. That is absolutely wonderful. I love that. Okay, um, this is tough. Marriages, right, Arlene? It's tough. It's, it's work. work, but you know what? But National Marriage Week, it's kind of that time to say, you know what? It's work, but it's worth it. And there's fun in it, and there's celebration in it. And believe me, you would rather be with your person most likely than than not have them. You know, like if if you snapped your fingers and they were gone, you'd be really sorry. Yeah. So it's kind of that that week to appreciate. Like, look at what I have. So if you could sum it up, Arlene, what would you say based on what you see, you hear, you read, what would what are the biggest challenges facing married couples right now? In, in- yeah, you know what what is interesting? This National Marriage Project, it looks at all this different research. And the marriage of yesterday used to be like, hey, you know what? You're a good provider. You're a good mother. Let's stay together and let's be happy. <laughs> but the marriage of today is more like, you must complete me and you have to be my soulmate. And if you don't make me 100% happy all the time, I'm out. So I think maybe this philosophy of you must make me happy or else this must not be working. Mm. I think that is really working against marriages. But you know what is so interesting is that they've actually done research, Brad Wilcox, Jeffrey Dew, out of the National Marriage Project. And they've actually seen that your happiness odds, the odds of you being happy, actually increase by 102% if you are married, 219% if you're happily married, compare that to 29% boost if you're a college grad, or 51% boost if you make more money than most. And you can see that married people, even if they're not happily married, but they're just plain married, that it is something that brings us joy and fulfillment. So so I think that challenge is the thought that, oh, if I'm not happy, I'm out. Or what have you done for me lately? That mindset, instead of thinking we made a vow to each other. And if we are good and decent people, we can figure out how to work this out. I love it. And as we do that, we're going to find happiness as a byproduct. Coming up here, Arlene, I want to tackle this one because the theme for this effort is the value of date nights. That's the theme for 2023. Date nights. Here's the interesting thing, Arlene. I know, I think I got a hunch what you're, where you're going to go here, but they can be great, but they can be stinko. There's a couple of things you got to do to get it right. More with Arlene Pelicane straight ahead. Get to know the team behind the scenes. Check out Carl and Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, I hear word there's puppy dogs running around with Young Thunder. What's going on? I'm, yeah, you got you to check out Young Thunder and his little dog, Coda. Got to meet my puppy cute. dog. It's, it's going to be on so Facebook cute. and Instagram. You got to see it. Check it out, Carl and Crew Mornings. We have a great guest with us right now, Arlene Pelicane, celebrating National Marriage Week. It's a national movement launched in 2009 to promote healthy marriages and provide couples with resources to help marriages grow stronger. All right, Arlene, the big theme for 2023 is the value of date nights. Date nights can be dynamite or they can be, great theological word, stinko. How do we keep them from being stinko and how do we make them dynamite? You don't want a stinko date night. No. You know, I think the stinko ones are either that, oh, this is like our little session to complain to one another, mm. or this is like an extension of our business meeting that we just had at home, or this is when we just kind of like act like like we kind of like each other, you know. So I think of my author friend, David Clark, who's got a book called Kiss Me Like You Mean It. And he always says that the, your date should not feel like you're out with Aunt Martha. Like your date is supposed to be like romantic and fun and playful. There should be some kissing involved. 
involved, et cetera. So I think having that mindset of, hey, Good. this is our time to, it's a different time. Like it's not a business meeting. This is something we look forward to. There's novelty to it. Like it's exciting. So maybe we're going to go uh, learn how to square dance, or maybe we're going to go rowing, or maybe we're going to, you know, volunteer somewhere once in a while, but we're going to make it like date like for yes. each other. So look for that novelty and then really try to connect. And what I really was interested in, it sounds like such a soft theme, like the value of date night, but they did this research and they asked people, and do you know, 52% of married couples in America say they'd never date or they only go a few times a year. And 48% say they go once or twice a month or more. And what they found was with the daters, they were 15% points happier in many areas, like wow. overall happiness, communication, physical intimacy, you're not likely to divorce. All of those things were boosted by 15 percentage points just because that differentiation of hey, we still date each other. We still go out. We still think that's important. So wow. I think that is a good reason yes. to try to plan something that's not stinko. Yeah. So give us some creative examples. I mean, Valentine's Day is coming up. Flowers are great. Dinner and a movie. But been there, done that for most yeah. married couples. So we can do better, right? Yeah. Th that it can be so easy. There, you could do a remember when date, which is maybe you're in a city where you had a first apartment. You know, now you're in a house and you have children or you're empty nesters or whatever it is. And you go to that first first place. Remember when we lived here and you, you just pull up right in front of the place and you have a cup of coffee together and you talk about it. Or maybe it's a restaurant that you used to go to all the time or your kids elementary school and you sit in the parking lot and you reminisce. So have like a remember when date. Very cheap, very easy. Another one would be something like a bookstore date where you go to the bookstore together and you give your spouse a book you want them to read and vice versa. It could be fiction. It could be nonfiction. You guys read a couple pages and if it's good, you're good. You buy those books and then you're like, That's now good. I know a little bit more about you. And now I've gotten you to read something that I'm actually interested in. And then, you know, your spouse has veto power if they're like, I'm not reading this, you know, then go <laughs> find them another book. But I think because we get in a rut, things get kind of boring, but a book can bring new ideas, new thoughts, it can be a business book, can be a spiritual book, anything. And it will bring like new life and to your marriage. And then, you know, there's the good old scavenger hunt like that you used to do in youth group. You write down five things, your spouse writes down five things, you put your list together, take a picture with those 10 things over the course of an evening and just be goofy and have a lot of fun. Oh, I love that. Uh, brings up something. I was coached years ago and we've tried to do this, my bride and I, and it's 35 years marriage we have been and it's awesome. We are Woo. actually best buddies, yeah. but we've tried to break away from a mindset of trying to get Deep discussions and fun on the same night. So we have uh, we have time when we look face to face and she'll share something and I'll listen intently and repeat back to her what I'm hearing. We'll do some plow some deep ground sometimes, sometimes very emotional ground. But we try to separate that out from date night. Uh, yeah. What do you say about that, Arlene? I really like that because then your spouse knows there is time to say those deep things. That's and, you know, sometimes you, yeah, those deep yeah. things have to happen during date night because that's the only time that you're not with your three children or whatever it is. But if there's like a rhythm where it's like, hey, if, if you need to talk to me, you just give me the code word. Like we need to talk. And then it's like, okay, we take a walk around the block. We go sit on our favorite bench and we have that talk. I think if that's there, that how lovely that, you know, like date night, this is like roller skating. <laughs> it's like silly, you know, just that. That vibe of we're just here to have fun together. I think that's something really great and healthy and wonderful. You know, I got one thing on my heart right now. This is what the Spirit of God laid on my heart. Heavy. Hmm. We got a lot of people listening right now, Arlene, and they're yeah. saying right now, date night, deep discussions, park bench, scavenger hunt. You got to yeah. be kidding me. We, mm -hmm. We're glorified roommates and we haven't taken a first step. I... Let's get this in the spiritual realm. This there's our battles not against flesh and blood, but there is a war raging for marriage. Uh, what do you say to someone who feels so discouraged? Because right now they're mm -hmm. listening to this, and this sounds like uh, fantasy land to them. Yeah. I will tell you, I'm the spokesperson for this National Marriage Week, and literally a few days after I was asked to do that, my husband and I got in a little tiff, and I laid in bed, and Satan just was lying to me like, how are you supposed to do this? You guys are like not even all that happy, and da-da-da-da-da, and I really, I really was like, what? And then we recognized in the morning, like this is a spiritual battle. 
And then we talked to each other. We had a coffee together. We kind of straightened it out. And it was like, wow, now this is a place of victory. And so what I would say is first pray, like ask the Lord, like show me like what is going on and get the devil off of us. And Lord, we just want to submit to you. And maybe you feel that way, but your partner does not feel that way. You still keep praying. That's a powerful prayer. And then you look for ways that God is working and you join him and then look for just those little positives. Maybe it's not a scavenger hunt, but it's, you know, I squeezed his hand today. And yeah. that's it. And that's enough. That's a good start. Or maybe it's he talked. And instead of me saying like, well, you always complain about that, you know, whatever. I was just quiet. You know, they can be these really small steps that make a big difference that when done over time, they make a huge difference. I love the, the in How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. There's just this little experiment where the man was very gruff and he was challenged at work to wake up with a smile, which he had never done before. <laughs> he woke up with a smile, forced smile at breakfast to his wife and said, I will be smiling for the week. And she was just shocked. Like my <laughs> husband that story. never smiles. And it was the beginning of, of like the best thing in their relationship. So it can be that small of just deciding, I am going to say good morning to you and give you a hug and smile at you. And that's the only different thing I'm going to do. And that can make a huge, a huge difference. If you want more resources for National Marriage Week, go to marriageweek.org. There's more creative ideas for date nights, marriageweek.org. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.